the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Well, this is a wild story. I don't discount it. It is on the substack of a gentleman by the name of Seymour Hirsch. And it talks about the destruction of the Nord Stream 2 pipeline. Uh, Seymour Hirsch is an investigative reporter uh, who goes back to the Vietnam War era. He has won the Pulitzer Prize in 1970. Uh, He was a New York Times reporter for a long, long time. So this guy's not some wacko nut job. He has a lot of contacts in the intelligence community, and he writes on his substack that the detonation of the Nord Stream 2 pipeline, which was supposed to carry cheap natural gas from Russia to Germany, that just mysteriously, remember, blew up one day, and you saw all that gas, like, gurgling up into the ocean, by the way, damaging the environment, that this was a covert operation conducted by the United States of America and that Joe Biden did it without bringing anyone from Congress in on the decision. So, A, that's an act of war against Russia, and B, that is definitely, definitely not how things are supposed to work. He should, at the very least, have consulted the so-called Gang of Eight, which is a group of four Republican congressmen, four Democratic congressmen, who are their clearances above, over and above the clearance of their typical uh, U.S. congressmen. So how did they do it? They used an elite team of divers from the U.S. Navy's Diving and Salvage Center in Panama City, Florida, to, during what were considered to be normal, like, a naval exercise, a NATO naval exercise uh, in the Baltic Sea. During this, you know, they have maneuvers out on certain locations. During this operation, these Navy divers went down, planted C-4 explosives on the pipeline. Then four months later, they detonated these things remotely. Why did they do it? Well, the the fear was that if the Nord Stream 2 were completed and Russia was able to use natural gas that it was supplying to Europe as a wedge to keep Europe from supporting the uh, fortification of the Ukrainian military, then Putin could essentially use natural gas. What, do you want to freeze to death, Germany? Okay, then don't send tanks, don't send weapons, and Putin would be able to overrun Ukraine and win the Ukrainian war expeditiously. So... The White House, of course, has denied this. The CIA has denied this. Everybody in government is denying this. But there are comments from Biden. Remember, we played the comments for you where Biden was like, we'll take it out. We got the capacity to take it out. And you can imagine. And we talked a lot on this show about Joe Biden's, hmm, how shall I say this kindly, mental struggles. 
Can you imagine what the <laughs> the reaction was in Washington when Biden said out loud what was supposed to be like super, super top secret, like even more top secret than normal top secret? Now we know Joe Biden's like leaving top secret documents in his garage. Who knows? We may find in the glove box of his Corvette the authorization to blow up the Nord Stream 2 pipeline. But when he said this, out, oh, we'll take it out. What are you going to do? What are you going to do about this, Mr. Oh, we got the and we can take it out. What? It's probably set off alarm bells at the Pentagon and at U.S. Naval Headquarters. Seymour Hersh reports that the CIA argued that whatever was going to be done to the pipeline would have to be covert. Everybody involved understood the stakes. This is not kitty stuff, the source said. If the attack were traceable to the United States, it is an attack of war. So when you fold this in to our continual support of Ukraine, and again, I get it. It's a tough decision. Ukraine is a sovereign country. Are we in the business of allowing Russia to just take over a sovereign country? No, we shouldn't be. But everything is a balance, right? Can we afford this? Can we afford this financially? Just bankroll the Ukraine war? No. Can we afford this militarily? No, our supplies of Javelin missiles and everything else have been severely depleted. Oh, don't worry. There's world peace everywhere else. Nothing else will happen. Oh, really? Have you looked at China and Taiwan? Oh, was that a spy balloon just over the United States? Yeah, it was. So we are compromised militarily in terms of our supplies. We've sent too many to Ukraine. We are compromised for some reason that we let a Chinese spy balloon float over our nation's most secretive military installations. Why would Joe Biden not shoot that down when it was over the Aleutian Islands near Alaska? Hmm. Do I have to put a tinfoil hat on to say, well, gee, I don't know. What kind of dirt might China have on Joe Biden? So all this is highly problematic. And we were at one point, I remember, oh, remember Biden cautioned us. Oh, we send, if we send tanks to Ukraine, that's World War III. Well, now we're going to send tanks to Ukraine, or at least kind of slow walking that. It'll take them a couple of years to make the tanks, but we've said we're going to do it. Is that a wise move to announce you're going to do it? Now this report comes out that we were the ones behind the detonation of the Nord Stream 2 pipeline. We're told all the time when it's to the advantage of the Democrats to portray Vladimir Putin as evil and awful and terrible and unpredictable, dictatorial and guy with a death wish. We're told that all the time. If that's true, and I don't doubt that it is true, Is it wise to be blowing up a pipeline? Is it wise to be sending or saying you're going to send tanks to Ukraine? Is it wise to be training Ukrainian soldiers in Texas, which has happened? Is it wise to be putting our military personnel on the ground in Ukraine? Oh, we're just coaching them how to use the weapons. We're not not participating. And it's going to be a real issue. And is Joe Biden up to the issue? If something happens to an American military advisor on the ground over there, or if Putin just decides, you know, this thing's going south, and I've got to turn this around, what does he have to lose? We hear the reports Putin has cancer. He's not going to live long. Is it dangerous? Former KGB guy who hates America and longs for the days of the restoration of the USSR, who, oh, by the way, has access to 
what, the world's second largest stock of nuclear weapons? <laughs> Is that a guy who will look at life through the prism of, well, I, I want to live a long time, and I certainly wouldn't want to do anything to bring nuclear holocaust to the earth. I think these things are at least worth some consideration by the people in Washington who are making these kinds of decisions. And again, I acknowledge these are tough decisions, but all of this certainly has the potential to spin wildly out of control. So I would encourage you to go online and search the Seymour Hirsch story. I don't think this guy's a crackpot. I don't think he wrote this cavalierly. We in the From the very beginning, there were many people who said, no, this has to be the United States. First of all, who's got the technology to do this? Who's got the ability to do this? It wasn't like they flew drones over the thing and just dropped bombs in the Baltic Sea. It took a highly sophisticated country with the weaponry and the expertise and the ability to execute a covert operation to make this happen. Does that sound like, I don't know, Ghana? (laughs) Does that sound like Swaziland? Does that sound like Finland or Sweden or Norway or Switzerland? Who does it sound like? It doesn't even sound like Canada. Sound like Mexico? No. You know who it sounds like. Sounds like us. Sounds like us or China. Why would China want to do that to Russia? Well, China's just an evil place and not to be trusted, but I don't think that it's out of the realm of possibility that everything Seymour Hirsch reports is 100% true. And if true, and I actually do believe that it is true, do we believe Joe Biden actually made the call on this? I After he went out front and said, ah, oh, don't worry, we got the ability to take it out. Do you think that they kept Joe Biden in the loop on everything? Do you think they thought, oh, don't worry, the president can be trusted? These are questions that I have. These seem like plausible questions to me. I'm trying not to be conspiratorial. I'm trying not to be alarmist. But I would think that if you were telling him all this and he blabbed it, you would be like, well, stop telling the old man what's going on because we can't trust him with anything secret. So I want to end the week with a little bit of an uptick, I hope. Although I uh, will get into it in a bit of a strange way because we're going to start talking about abortion. Abortion. Not an uptick. Abortion is awful. Abortion is evil. And you'll apparently get the chance to take that stand uh, this fall because they are thinking that by the fall we will have on the ballot in the state of Ohio a ballot issue where the state of Ohio will get to dictate exactly under what circumstances abortion will be allowed in the state of Ohio. Right now, state law in Ohio is not being followed. State law in Ohio is that after a heartbeat is detected, about six weeks, that no abortions can take place. But we have an activist judge in Hamilton County Common Police Court, Christian Jenkins, oh, it's disgusting, his name is Christian, who said, nope, I stay that law, because I don't think that that law is right. One person, one activist judge. And we could take that case to the Ohio Supreme Court, and I believe we would win it because the Republicans have the majority on the court. But the right way to do it is through a law, and you then, therefore, may have this fall the chance to vote. Abortion after what? 12 weeks? Unrestricted? Who knows? Now, abortion is one of those issues that has, in tandem with the LGBTQ agenda, 
demonstrates over the course of my lifetime the ever-escalating distancing of people's beliefs with the truth of Scripture. And I do not believe that that is a uh, recipe for the uh, continued prosperity and success of the United States of America. I think that our compromising status on the world stage uh, militarily is uh, in peril today ever more than it's ever been. We have always sort of believed that our oceans on our east and west coasts would protect us from our nation being conquered. That may, in fact, be true. It would be very difficult to invade the United States and take it over. But nations also disintegrate from within, and that's what I see in our country because we have embrace things like abortion and like rampant immorality. And when I talk about immorality, I'm not talking just about the LGBTQ agenda, but immorality also includes unfaithfulness in marriage. It includes addiction to and and accessing of pornography. And so I want to talk a little bit about how we turn back from that and why we have turned to it. And as I was reading the other day, On the 8th of February, my one chapter of Proverbs that I study every morning corresponding to the date of the month, Proverbs 8 is really one of my favorite chapters in Proverbs because it has this verse in it. To fear the Lord is to hate evil. I hate pride and arrogance, evil behavior, and perverse speech. There are a lot of verses from Proverbs that stick in my mind because I've read them over and over and over and over over a course of years, five years now. I started doing this five years ago when after my show one day I was called into an office and said, we're changing the format of the show. Uh, You don't have a job here anymore. That was five years ago yesterday. And I thought, well, I got a lot of time now. So I'm going to try to better myself, grow myself. And I had heard long before that that one way to do that was to read a chapter of Proverbs every single day digest it in small doses, pour that truth into your mind. And so I started it that day, and I've stayed at it ever since. And it has been so great for me because it has trained me into what God says is true and how that truth must be the guiding principle in my life. So back to the verse. To fear the Lord is to hate evil. I hate pride and arrogance, evil behavior, and perverse speech. What does it mean to fear the Lord? Does it mean, oh my goodness, I'm in a lot of trouble. Lightning's going to strike me dead. Well, it can. But to fear the Lord means to put God in the proper place in your life, to put him at the top. Elsewhere in Proverbs, Proverbs 1, it says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. The beginning of knowledge. But fools despise wisdom and discipline. I look around our culture and I see a lot of fools. I see a lot of people who despise wisdom and they despise discipline. Abortion is a demonstration of the despising of discipline. If you can't exercise fidelity in your sex life, 
you could end up causing or becoming pregnant with an unwanted pregnancy, and abortion has become the fix for those things. We use abortion as birth control. But if you fear the Lord, if you put him in the proper place, that puts you on a path to finding knowledge. And part of fearing the Lord is to hate what God hates. He says, I hate pride and arrogance, evil behavior, and perverse speech. Why are we to hate what God hates? God hates immorality. Look at the New Testament. In Paul's letters, it is hard to find one, one, where Paul does not condemn immorality, sexual immorality. And we have to hate what God hates because to align our hearts with God is also to align our minds with God. You cannot align your heart with God unless your mind is also aligned with him. And if you do not align your mind with him, you cannot submit to him. And if you cannot submit to him, then you're not going to be able to what? You're not going to be able to do a lot of things. You're not going to be able to suffer and endure persecution without doing that. You're not going to be able to evangelize without doing that. You're not going to be able to obey without doing that. And you're not going to be able to worship without doing that. But fear in the worldly context is, you know, terror is behind almost everything that Satan does. Fear keeps us from doing all that we're called to do as followers of God. Fear keeps us from saying what might be unpopular. Fear keeps us from doing a lot of things. Fear allowed us, allowed our government to shut us down during COVID. But what does God say about fear? First of all, Jesus said a ton of times, don't be afraid. Don't fear. I mean, all the time Jesus was saying that. He said it to the disciples in the boat. He's in the boat, storm comes up, the disciples are like, oh man. And Jesus is like, where's your faith? What are you afraid of? Well, what were they afraid of? They were afraid of the storm because they'd heard stories before of people who died in storms. They were afraid of the end of their life, but they didn't realize they had the Son of God right there in the boat with them. He had raised people from the dead by then. He had healed people from leprosy by then. He had fed the 5,000 by then. And still, they didn't say, don't worry, this guy's got it. They're like, no, there's a storm. What are we going to do? Fear paralyzes you. But I would submit that if you have fear in the right perspective, if you fear the Lord, you have things in a perspective and understand that he is able to carry you through those times. But fear in the Lord also means that you listen to him and put him in the proper authority, which means you obey and do what he says to do. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.